Good morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Uh, we're going to get started here in just a minute. Uh, one thing I want to make sure that everybody has is um, I hope you have your juice and I hope you have your, your um, elements for communion together. Um, and so we're going to uh, get started here in just a minute. I see people jumping online. Uh, I did, um, I had my Facebook page open and when I hit live, I realized it was my personal page. And so then I had to go back and, and get off of my personal page and jump over onto the Life Church page so that everybody that was waiting for this uh, would be there for that. And uh, so I apologize for the minute or two delay. Um, but God is good. Um, we're going to have a great time this evening. I believe God's going to help us. We're going to pray over um, our church. We're going to pray against this coronavirus. And I know that God is going to hear our prayers. And uh, we are going to see God do some great things tonight. Um, I'm expecting God to show up, um, not only here at the church, but in your house, in your living room, in your car, wherever you're at tonight. I'm expecting God to show up and be a part of uh, your space and uh, be there to help you and to come alongside of you. We're in unprecedented times in our culture. Uh, of course, we're all facing the same thing. Uh, this is something that is not just one element of society or not one part of the country, but we're seeing this affecting everybody uh, from north to south, east to west, uh, those at the top of the, the food chain, um, from prime ministers and presidents clear down to those um, who don't have much at all. And, and it's affecting every single person. And so we're going to really call on God that God would bring an end to this um, virus, that he would uh, do what needs to be done to stop it. And we're going to pray tonight and do that. So um, as we get started tonight, uh, one of the things I wanted to encourage you with is the fact that God is with us. Um, that is a truth uh, that the Bible lets us know that he will never leave us nor forsake us. He'll be with us to the end of the age. And, and I'm grateful tonight that in the middle of all this craziness, in the middle of all the stuff that's going on, we have a God that's with us. We have a God that loves us. We have a God that is going to go with us. Um, through the trial and the test, and we are going to come out on the other side. So uh, the good news is still the good news. Um, if there was ever good news um, in a church setting, ever good news um, that you've heard that Jesus Christ loved you, the good news is still the good news. It doesn't matter how that good news comes. In fact, um, we're not in person tonight. Uh, I'm not looking at you and smiling at your face and you looking back at me in a, a room together tonight. But we can um, still spread the good news over fiber optics and over cables and through technology. And I thank God that, that the good news is still the good news. It doesn't matter how it is broadcast. It doesn't matter how it is said. Uh, the good news is still the good news. And the good news tonight is that God is with us and that Jesus is still healing bodies. 
Jesus is still saving souls and he's in the miracle working business and whatever you need tonight, I believe that in this time together, you can receive an answer to prayer. You can receive healing to your body. I believe that God can touch your mind. God can do a great work. The Bible tells us in Psalm 18 and verse 24, it says, this is the day that the Lord hath made. I want you to look at somebody across the living room. Uh, maybe there's nobody there. I want you to say it out loud. This is the day that the Lord hath made. Praise God. Today, March 25th, 2020, in the middle of all this craziness, this is the day that the Lord hath made. And I will, are you going to? I will what? I'm going to rejoice and I'm going to be glad in it. You know what? There's sometimes we don't feel like it. There's sometimes we don't want to. Uh, we have to kind of pick ourselves up by the shirt tail and say, I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. Sometimes there's the push we got to do to ourselves. Even when you don't feel like it, we have to will that we are going to rejoice and be glad in it. You know what? We've listened um, probably too much to all the newscast. Um, some of you have watched every channel out there, the CNN, the Foxes, the MSNBCs, et cetera, et cetera, CBC News. You, you've watched them all. You've talked to your family. You've talked to your friends. You've been on Facebook and you've been consuming this stuff. You've been on Instagram and you've been just digesting all this stuff. Well, I want to tell you there's a lot of stuff out there that's filled with negativity. It doesn't matter what your mom's second cousin twice removed said about it. Really, God is God and God is going to see us through. He really is. He, he's, got, he's got great things in store. Um, I, I'm going to give you some pastoral advice. If, if I'm not your pastor, you can listen in. But some of the stuff that I'd like to tell you tonight is simply this. Some of you need to get off the social media and not consume it. I'm not saying go cold turkey. Maybe you need to. If your mind is filled with fear, get rid of all that stuff. But some of you just simply need to let some of that go for a while and get into God's word. Begin to read God's word. Begin to listen to God's word. If you would do that, some of the fear and some of the panic and some of the things that you're facing would dissipate if you would only learn that really I'm tuning out all these voices. I'm going to listen to God and God's word tells me that this is the day that the Lord hath made and so I will rejoice and I will be glad in it. You know what? I believe something came to town when the coronavirus arrived. And it's not just the coronavirus that came to town. I believe that there's something worse than the coronavirus that showed up when that virus hit Canada and the USA. You know what? There's a fear that has gripped the hearts of people. There's a fear that, that it rode into town on the coronavirus. And it's affecting your sleep. It's affecting your daily habits. It's affecting how you think. It's affecting what you think about. It's affecting um, really your faith in God, maybe. Well, I want to tell you the word of God lets us know that fear did not come from God. 
The Bible says in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. So if you're living with fear, if you've got fear in your life, it did not come from God. But God has given us power, he's given us love, and he's given us a sound mind. I thank God that going um, forward, I can go to prayer and I can pray against the spirit of fear in my life. I can pray that God would renew my mind. I, I need to get out of the, the social media environment and I need to get into the, the God environment and listen to what God is saying because God came to give us power. He came to give us love and he came to give us a sound mind. So if you're dealing with fear, if you're dealing with fear tonight, what you need to understand is fear did not come with God, from God. It's from the devil. And so we're not going to live in fear. We're not going to make decisions today based in fear. We're not going to do anything, but we're going to live in faith. We're going to trust God. We're going to believe the word of God, knowing that God is with us and God is going to see us through. Now, I'm not saying don't take the necessary precautions. Yes, Take the necessary precautions. When they say stay home, stay home. When they say wash your hands, wash your hands. But I'm not going to live in fear all the time. I'm going to live in faith that God is with me. You know, we're living in, in a day, it's the time of coronavirus, and, and, and there's new terminology that we have to basically understand. And we've heard these new terms and phrases over the last week or so. It's called the, the term social distancing. You know what? That causes us so that we cannot gather here tonight at the church together as a group of people. We can't come in and have our coffee and, and, and do some fellowshipping and talking and then get together in the, in the, in the life group, the, the community group, and, and have a Bible study. We can't do that together because of social distancing. We've been told to stay at home. So that, that's been affected during this time. Um, we can't really get together. And if you have a, a need in your body and you're in the hospital, I can't even get into the hospital to lay hands on you and pray over you and anoint you with oil in the name of the Lord because that's been restricted. But there's one thing that the church still has. We still have our faith. We still have, you know, the God that is with us. And another thing that we can do together, even though we're not doing it in a setting together physically, we can actually partake of the Lord's Supper. And tonight what we're going to do as a church, I hope you have your, your, your wafer. I hope you have something to represent uh, the blood, the, the, the grape juice, uh, whatever you have. Some of you didn't have it. I said, just find something that would represent that tonight. And we're going to use these elements and we are going to ask God to come as we pray over our lives and our families and our church and the country, that God would come and he would hear our prayer. Uh, the Bible does say in 1 Corinthians, when the Lord's Supper was um, talked about by the Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and 23 says, For I have received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, he took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, we're not going to partake of the bread yet. We're going to talk about it here for a moment. Let me continue reading the scripture. And in the same manner, in verse 25, it says, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. 
For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he come. You know what communion is for the child of God? What communion is for the church? It's really a time of remembering. I get to remember when I, when I hold this broken wafer, this broken piece of bread, it's actually a, a cracker. When I get to hold this tonight, this was broken before I started the live feed. It's a reminder to me that his body was broken for me. It's a reminder that he was taken and, and attached to a whipping post and he was whipped with a Roman cat of nine tails. It's a whip that was applied to the body of Jesus 39 times. I, I understand that the stripes were laid upon his back for my healing, for your healing. That's what this reminds me of tonight. And then we take the communion cup and we, we, we rep, it represents the blood of Jesus that was shed for me. You know, there's power in the blood. There's an old song we used to sing, an old hymn of the church. There's power, power, wonder working power in the blood. So we remember the body. We remember the blood. We remember the sacrifice, the pain that Jesus went through on the cross for you and for me. We remember the life that was poured out. It was given so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. So tonight, observing communion is not just a, 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 an, an act that means nothing, but it really is a spiritual act where we are taken back, where we remember that there's power in the blood of Jesus. You know, in the Bible... In the Old Testament, many things in the Old Testament, um, we, if we understand the Old Testament, we will better understand when it's mentioned in the New Testament. And, and there's some types and shadows of things to come in the Old that are fulfilled in the New. And one of the things that I wanted to kind of mention tonight uh, before we actually take communion is, is this thing called the Passover. Um, Moses was given the task of going into Pharaoh and, and, and asking Pharaoh to let God's people go. And we know the story, if you've been around church any length of time at all, you know that Pharaoh was not really wanting to let these people go because these were the slaves that were doing all the labor in Egypt. And so he, he was basically... Nine different times he said, okay, I'll let you go. But then the plague came and, and then he, when the plague was gone by Moses, he said, no, no, you got to stay. So the, this is where the 10th plague shows up. And the 10th plague was the final one was going to be that there was going to be a death angel that was going to come through and pass through the camp. And in order to have protection from the death angel, um, there had to be a lamb that was slain. This is Old Testament. There had to be a lamb's blood that was applied to the doorpost of the house. That, that blood had to be there on the doorpost. And that lamb's blood was going to bring supernatural blessing and protection for everyone that was in the house. A great passage of scripture that explains this is Exodus chapter 12 and verse 7. The Bible says, and they shall take some of the blood of, and they shall put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat. And then verse 13, this is the verse I want you to get tonight. Verse 13 says, now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses. You know, there's the blood. If the blood's applied to your life, if the blood's applied to the house of the child of the children of Israel, um, 
If the blood is applied, it shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be able to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. There was something that was being set up for the child of God. It was a lamb that would be slain. It was the blood of the lamb that would be applied to the doorpost. It was that blood that would bring protection to every single one inside the house. Tonight, I want to encourage you. When you have the blood of the lamb applied to your life, you have supernatural protection. You don't have to worry about anything because you've been protected by the blood. And that the, the death angel in the, in the children of Israel's lives, it could not get to them because the, the blood brought supernatural protection. Eating the lamb brought supernatural health. There's a great verse in Psalm 105 and verse 37. It says that he, talking about God, brought them out with silver and gold and there was none feeble among his tribes. Talk about all these lots and lots of people. But, but the Bible says here, there was not one that was feeble. Why? Because they had had the blood applied to the doorpost. They were protected. They had supernatural health because of the blood. He brought them out. They were delivered by the blood. They were set free by the blood and they had supernatural health because of the blood. Now, we know that since that first Passover, the Jews every single year, they have celebrated Passover in remembrance of what has happened and, and the great victory that they had to leave Egypt and Pharaoh and, and those, the, the wicked taskmasters there. But, but we find way down in, in Corinthians in the New Testament that the Bible lets us know in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 that Christ, Jesus Christ, our Passover was sacrificed for us. Now, I, I, I'm not a Jew, but I, I'm, I'm excited to know and to, to tell you tonight that Jesus is my Passover. Jesus is my covering. Jesus is my healer. Jesus is my deliverer. Jesus is my savior. All those things, he became the sacrifice for us. You know, one thing that's very interesting, and if you were back at our, our, one of our last communion services, I mentioned this to Life Church, but it bears repeating. You know, the Passover that's happening in a Jewish environment every single year, uh, for those that were the high priest, they would take the Passover lamb to the altar of sacrifice and they would tie that lamb to the altar of sacrifice at the third hour. Guess what hour Jesus was nailed to the cross? Jesus was nailed to the cross at the third hour of the day. And for six hours, Jesus would hang on that cross. And for six hours, the Passover lamb would be awaiting death as it was tied to the altar of sacrifice. And then at the ninth hour of the day, the high priest would go and he would sacrifice that lamb. The exact time that Jesus cried out on the cross, he'd been on the cross for six hours. And at the exact time when the high priest would be in the temple sacrificing the Passover lamb, 
we find out that Jesus cried out with a loud voice and said, it is finished. Coincidence? I don't think so. Jesus Christ is our Passover lamb. Jesus Christ has been sacrificed for you. He's been sacrificed for me. And the blood of the lamb is so important in our lives. Even John the Baptist, when he, when he saw Jesus coming and before he baptized him, he, 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 he pointed at Jesus and he said, Behold the lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the whole world. I thank God tonight, and we need to thank him in our homes, that Jesus is our Passover lamb, that Jesus bring, brings protection, that Jesus brings healing, that Jesus brings deliverance. And so as we observe communion tonight, as we take and partake of the bread and of the, the, the juice, that we can have everything that the Passover meant to the, the child of God in, in the Israel's day. It is something that we have access to. We have access to all the power of God. We have access to the power that Jesus has to protect us, to heal us, to save us, to forgive us, to restore us. That's the access that we have tonight through the power of the blood. Now there's some great scriptures in Isaiah that talks about Jesus, the prophetic come over Isaiah, and he wrote in a prophetic way about the, the final days and times before Jesus would die on a cross. And, and I want you to see what this, these verses cover. It's a few verses here, and I want, I'm gonna kind of stop a couple of times because I want you to get what he's taken care of when he goes to the cross for us. Isaiah 53 and verse four says, surely, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. You know what? Some of us tonight, we've got some griefs. We've got some sorrows. We've got some fears. We've got some anxieties. We, we, I want to encourage you tonight that, that when you partake of this bread and this cup tonight, that, that God wants to bring you emotional healing in your mind. God's blood was shed to bring you healing in your mind. He, the Bible says, he bore our griefs. He carried our sorrows. You don't have to live in fear. You don't got to be anxious. What you need to do is understand when you partake of this communion tonight that he's taking care of it. You can live in peace because God has come and he has offered up himself as a ransom for many, the Bible says. It goes on to say, we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. When I think of transgressions and I think of iniquities, I think of my sin. That, that, that's where I need spiritual healing. If you're here tonight and you've got sin in your life or you need to repent of your sins, I'm, I'm encouraging you. You can find spiritual healing. You can find forgiveness of sins because he went to the cross. He was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. And the chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. I thank God that there's physical healing tonight. If you're tonight dealing with some situation, there's physical 
healing that you can have. So I want you to, if you've got the elements there tonight, I want you to get the bread tonight. We're going we're gonna to take some, uh, not a long time, but a couple of moments, and we're going to pray some prayers. We're going to thank God. We're going to declare some things because this body was broken for me. This body, the stripes were laid upon his back so that I could have healing. You know, there's some people in our church tonight that they're in the hospital or they're, they're uncertain about what their health situation really is. We're going to pray for Gord Fincher tonight. Um, he was in the hospital. He was home from the hospital. He's now back in the hospital again tonight. We're going to pray that God would touch him. We're going to pray that the broken body that was broken would come and bring healing to Gord Fincher. We're going to pray for Jason Crop tonight. He's been battling some health issues since he returned from the Philippines. We're going to pray that the blood that was shed would heal Jason Crop. Stacy Canna is at home, but she's dealing with some health situations. We're going to pray that the blood of Jesus would come and do a work in Stacy's life. One of the evangelists that I know, his name is Eli Hernandez. He's preached all over North America and around the world. Um, they've let us know today, I think this morning, that he is in a coma. He's on a ventilator in, I think it's Nevada, um, all because he has been diagnosed with the coronavirus. We're going to pray for evangelist Eli Hernandez tonight, that God would bring healing to his body in Jesus' name. So I want you to take this before we partake of it, and I want you to declare in your life. Maybe you've got a situation that we haven't mentioned tonight. Maybe you know someone that has a need in their body. I, I, we're going to begin to pray for a moment, and we're going to ask God to bring healing over someone's life. Zach is on there, and I'm seeing his mother's been sick. She had a stroke back in the late fall. We're going to pray for Zach's mother that God would bring healing to her body. Jesus, God, I declare right now that by your stripes, I am healed, God. By your stripes, Gord Fincher in that hospital is healed. God, by your stripes, God, the stripes that were laid upon your back, God, Jason Crop is going to have healing in his body. God, for Stacy tonight, God, where she's at, I pray you would touch her, God, in the name of Jesus. God, for the evangelist Eli Hernandez tonight, God, let healing come to his body in the name of Jesus. God, on the cross, you made payment, God, so that I can have the miracle that I need, God. For Zach's mother tonight, God, you know the miracle that she needs in her body, God. I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you would let the stripes that were laid upon your back, God, I pray that you would allow her to receive healing, God, in Jesus' name. God, we want to receive emotional healing, God, from our griefs from our fears, God, from our anxiety, from our depressions, God. Let there be healing, God, of our emotions. God, I pray that there'd be spiritual healing for someone tonight, God. Someone that is still in their sin, God. Let them come to you in repentance, God. Let them come to you and ask for forgiveness, God. And I pray that spiritual healing would come and you'd forgive every sin and you'd remove it as far as the east is from the west. God, we're praying for physical healing tonight, God. If anyone's God in the sound of my voice, God, in their rooms, in their homes, God, sick, I pray that healing would come, God. We plead the blood of Jesus. Jesus over every single life. You know what? Some might say this is just a piece of bread. It's just a physical cracker. You know what? But as we observe what God has commanded us and told us to do, 
As we observe communion, we're surrendering our lives to the work of the cross. And everything that Jesus has accomplished through his broken body, I want to tell you tonight, it can be accomplished tonight in your life. Miracles still happen. Healing still happens. You know what? The cross was just not for back then, but the cross is for today. Jesus came so that the broken could be made whole. He came so the empty could be filled. He came so that sin could be turned into righteousness because the blood would wash away our sins and he would give us his righteousness. He became all of that for this moment right now. I know there are people watching from all over and, and I just encourage you, just take a moment. Let's thank him for his broken body as we partake of the bread tonight. Thank you, Jesus. That's right, church. Just take a moment and thank him. In your own way, I want you to lift up your voices and thank him for the blood. Thank him for the body that was broken. Thank him for the stripes on his back. God, we thank you tonight. We give you praise right now. God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for the healing that is coming. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I thank you for it, God. Now let's take the cup in our hands. You know, this cup, it represents the blood of Jesus that was shed. As I said before, I thank God for the blood. I thank God for the power of the blood. It can cleanse a sinner and it can heal our bodies. There's an old song that another old song that says it reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley, but it still reaches me. It's reaching me today. It still flows today. I thank God. I thank God for the blood. We need to declare that through his blood, that no weapon formed against me will prosper. That no virus formed against me will prosper. You know, some people have been told they might have, most likely have COVID-19. But you know what? Even if they do, through the blood, no weapon formed against me will prosper in Jesus' name. You know, in the Old Testament, the lamb would bring atonement for a household. You know, I don't know what's going on in your household. I don't know what's going on in your home. But the blood, I want to tell someone, the blood is enough to deal with all the craziness, all the dysfunction, any calamity, any trouble, any uncertainty in your home. The blood is able to deal with it. I want you to pray over your family right now. I want you to pray and plead the blood over your kids your spouse, your, your nieces, nephews. I, I, I'm going to pray it for my family. I want you to pray it for your family because it's the power of the blood that covers us. God, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over my family right now, God. Lord, I plead the blood over Sherry. I plead the blood over Luke and Grace, God. I plead it over my in-laws, Art and Margaret tonight. God, I plead it over my mom, Olive O'Donnell. God, for our God brothers and sisters and families. God, our brother-in-law, God, and sister-in-law and their family. I plead the blood over their lives. God, for our staff. Our senior leadership team, God, I plead the blood over them, over their family, over the kids, God. Every leader at Life Church, God. Every saint of God at Life Church. Every elder that's here at Life Church, God. Every married couple at Life Church. 
God, I pray and I plead the blood, God. Every, God, young person, every single, every, God, child, boy or girl, God, I plead the blood over their lives. I thank you, God, that you're going to cover us with the blood. I thank you, God, that you're going to cover our spirits, God. That, God, we would have a love for you. We would have a great heart for you. A love for righteousness and a love for holiness, God. God, I plead the blood over every marriage, God. People that are on this call tonight, God, that their marriages are not where it needs to be. I plead the blood over their marriages, God, over their finances tonight. God, some people on this call might have even lost their job. But God, tonight, it doesn't matter what the, the source might be from some employer, God. Through the power of the blood, I plead the blood over their finances, God. I, I plead the blood over everyone that's watching right now. Whatever situation they're facing, God, I plead your blood. God, I pray, God, for our government leaders, God. I pray for the Prime Minister of Canada, God. I pray for the President of the United States. God, I pray for every government official, God, the local guys, the national guys. God, I pray you'd grant them wisdom, God. I plead the blood over them. God, over our city, God, over Burlington, God, over the greater Toronto area, God, I plead the blood. God, over Ontario, God, I plead the blood. God, I plead the blood over Canada, God, North America, God, around the world, God, I plead the blood because the blood is powerful. The blood is greater in the name of Jesus. God, over every church leader, over every pastor, God, God, I, I plead the blood. God, there are some pastors and some pastor's wives that are facing some stuff tonight, God. We plead the blood over their lives in Jesus' name. God, I pray for our missionaries, God. I talked to one of our great missionaries, God, this past week. Brother and Sister McFarland, they're deputizing in North America. God, I, I plead the blood over them, God. I plead the blood over the missionaries that are just returning home, like Sister Lynn Jewett, who's in quarantine in Fredericton, God. She's getting ready to deputize in this environment, God. I plead the blood over her. God, all the missionaries around the world that, God, are preaching this great gospel, I plead the blood over them, God. Protect them, God. Give them favor. Give us great revival. In the middle of all this, God, you can, God, see great things done in Jesus' name. And church, I'm going to pray here one more prayer, and I want you to pray with me. We're going to plead the blood against this coronavirus, that God would protect us, that God would get us through this quickly. In the name of Jesus, God, I plead your blood over this coronavirus, God. I plead it, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray you'd protect us, God. Keep us from it, Lord God. Any sickness that is represented in this circle tonight, God, I plead your blood over it, God, upon the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. God, I declare healing upon your people. God, we ask that your blood would be applied to our lives and that no harm would come, no plague, no virus would come and pass into our lives. Lord, let it do us no harm. And God, I pray it in the wonderful, powerful, matchless name of Jesus. God, we spoke about that on Sunday. There's power in the name of Jesus. God, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Now let's partake of the juice together. Let's begin to thank him for the blood. Let's begin to thank him that he's heard our prayers tonight. Jesus, we thank you for the blood. Jesus, we thank you, God, that you've come. And God, you love us. And that you gave your life, God, a ransom for many. God, I thank you that you went to a cross and you shed your blood for me, God. You, your body was broken for me. It was broken for this day, God. You knew this day was coming long before we ever, ever imagined it. God, I thank you. I thank you for it, that you're with us. And I give you praise right now. 
in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everybody said amen. Hallelujah. Well, I feel better. I don't know about you, uh, but if you feel better, give me a thumbs up. Give me a heart icon in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm going to send you on your way here in a moment, but before you go, um, uh, many of you probably saw the encouraging word Brother Mark Carey gave us, I believe it was last evening. Um, there's going to be another word coming out, I believe, in the next day or so from my sweet wife, Sherry. Uh, she's got a short but encouraging word for the church, so be looking for that on social media. Of course, we're back together again on Sunday. Um, it'll be uh, broadcast at 1030. Um, we will be doing that um, on Sunday. We expect that all of Life Church family will be there. Get your family together. Let's come together and let's, let's have great church. We're going to worship together. Uh, I'm going to have a great word for our church. And I know that God is going to use that time um, together. So I'm encouraging, get some friends. If you know some people that don't go to church, invite them to jump online in their home and watch Life Church with you. I want to thank the Life Church family for your faithfulness and your giving. Uh, Sister Ann sent me the information from our first online Sunday, and, and I was pleasantly pleased with what God did in our finances. Uh, that was our fourth Sunday in the month of March, and I just want to thank God that that was our largest offering in the month of March. So thank you. Um, if you need to pay your tithes, you want to give your missions, you want to give to the youth program, you want to just give a, an offering, you can do so several ways. You can e-transfer your money to give at lifechurch.ca. You can use the Tithely app, or you can go to the Life Church website, lifechurch.ca, and go to the Give tab, and you can give online. So there's several ways for you to give, and I thank you for being consistent and making sure that the kingdom of God goes forth in the middle of all this. Now, we're in the middle of some prayer and fasting. We've asked everyone at Life Church to pick a day a week that you're going to fast and pray. Um, many of you have let us know what you're going to do. If you go back in your Facebook or your Instagram feed, you'll find a link where you can let us know what day you've picked. It's, we want to just kind of have an idea of what days people are praying. We want to have every day covered, obviously. Uh, for, for you that um, haven't picked a day yet, pick your day. But I, I'm encouraging as many as possible that will fast and pray on Friday. Uh, we got word from um, Brother Bernard that there are many, many church organizations that are coming together on Friday, uh, March 27th, and it's going to be a day of prayer and fasting uh, for our situation, for our world against this coronavirus. So if you want to join in in that, you can do that on Friday with us. And then if you feel comfortable, share this video uh, to your Facebook page and, and who knows who will see this and who will be touched by these prayers and by the church getting together and spending this time. I encourage you to keep trusting God, keep loving him and know that God is good all the time and God is gonna see us through. God bless you, we love all of you and we'll see you at 10.30, same times as last week, same place, hopefully your favorite chair in your uh, living room. I will see you at 10.30 on Sunday, God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you might be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. 
And on Facebook, just search Life Church, and you'll find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. We thank you for your support. Have a wonderful week, and God bless.